Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. she cut what's the crack hey no bother hey the crack was 90 and tell me this now and tell me no more how is your old one getting on give us a get off there oh we're soaking diesel that's deadly are you a doorboard or are you a ladyboard what did a breath did i say got the shift off your man last night what a gee bag is your one she's some bjor sure look at your one Hello and how's it going and what's the crack and what are you up to and any story and uh, all that jazz. It, us three for about a year though and all that. How's it going and thank you very, very much for tuning into this episode of Tids Yourself. And if this is the very first time you've done it, well, fair play to you because I absolutely am buzzing to have you here. And you've come to a nice short episode, um, but there are longer ones. If you're on a walk today and you're kind of thinking, mm, I might push it and go for more than an hour. We'll listen to this one and then there are some other ones if you scroll back. And I think you'll enjoy them. I think so. Seem to be getting a good reaction, and I'm pushing for that thousand download. Will you be the person that brings me to a thousand? Go on. Your sound. I've often said it. I often said your sound. Um, yeah, that's been crazy. I'm doing all these on Zoom and over, you know, in the bedroom or in the kitchen. Currently hunched over in the kitchen at the moment to reach the microphone. It's a glam life. Like it is actually so glamorous. Don't mean to rub it in, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, My next guest made her name and the team made their name when they went to the World Cup 2018. Never before in any sport had an Irish team made it to a World Cup final. And yet it wasn't the mill. It wasn't the lads in the football. It was the ladies. It was hockey and the whole country got behind them. It was absolutely amazing to watch as they got down to the World Cup final. Now, unfortunately, they didn't win, but holy God, they got the whole country talking. We were all cheering. I was watching in the bath pub out in, um, in Dublin and I was loving it. I, I don't even know if I knew the rules, but I do know a bit more about it now. And I spoke to Chloe before they headed away. They just got news after I spoke to her that there was some, going to be some uncapped games for the team to get prepared for the uh, for the for the olympics obviously this summer we need to get behind the ladies we really need to support them because they did so amazing and can you imagine if they bring us home some gold medals that would be absolutely i'll be buzzing for them i'd just be so delighted for them because they they just really deserved it after what they did in the world cup and considering ireland have heard the football the gas we can probably predict it's going to be bloody dublin south dublin and uh, everything else is just kind of Look, this is what we need to look forward to, the Olympics and our ladies coming home with some gold. Come on, girls. Um, so this is the lovely, lovely, so, so, so nice, Chloe Watkins. She was absolutely delighted to talk to. She was chatting to me as part of FBD's um, support for Team Ireland heading off to the Olympics this summer. So thanks to FBD for setting this up. And sure, look, I'll let Chloe take over because, you know, she's the star, isn't she? Basically, I suppose we'll start off with 
Why hockey? Why was hockey the sport that you decided to choose when you were younger? Um, my family all play hockey. Uh, so there was definitely that family tie uh, from the beginning. But having said that, I did play a lot of other sports when I was younger. I loved I loved football. I still, I very much miss it. So I don't know if I made the right choice. <laughs> but I, yeah, it was definitely a toss-up between that. But then once I went to secondary school and got sort of under... Um, representative underage um, and that kind of thing at under under 15 under 16 then it just it just was my my first love and I just went with it from there because your dad and your brother play isn't that right or played yeah well my dad and my brother uh, both played for Ireland um, and my my dad and my brother and my sister are all in Monkstown Hockey Club so they're all very heavily involved there so um, yeah, it's just always been a part of my life. My first earliest memories were were on a sideline of a hockey pitch. It was just kind of a normal thing in our house. So uh, I suppose that had to have an impact on me. Yeah, because you often hear of, you know, big GA families or big rugby families or whatever. So yours is the big hockey family. <laughs> yeah, lesser known, but yeah, there's, there's big <laughs> hockey families out there. <laughs> well, the thing about the hockey is the women's hockey team you know, made the map when they went to the World Cup and did that. Like, honestly, I'd never watched a game of hockey before. And I was like glued. There was people in the polos and watching it in the bath out in um, in Dublin. And people were glued to it. It was like the All-Ireland final. That, see, that just seems still crazy to me. I know everybody keeps saying that, that that's how it was, but we were just in our bubble in London and we still don't really believe that that's, that's what things were, were like back home. But it's it's kind of, yeah, it's incredible to think that I never would have thought, you know, hockey could grab sort of the attention of so many people, I suppose. Well, it's a great thing, obviously, for the sport. It led to more people knowing about it, probably more people getting involved local level, at least anyway, which is and especially for women. That's an amazing thing to get n- noticed on such a great level. Yeah, I think um, that's always kind of been a... a, a an aim of our squad is to is to be legacy um with with the next generation and the next group um of, of hockey players so it was so it was so great to see the impact from the world cup that you know so many clubs were experiencing uh surges in in junior sections there were new clubs opening up around the country in in areas that weren't necessarily you know hockey areas in in Maryland and that kind of thing so that was so, so great to hear. And hopefully, um, you know, we can go to the Olympics and, and showcase it a bit more and, and, and generate more interest um, for young girls and boys. So the Olympics obviously postponed from last year, but is going ahead in July. What is the road that you guys now have left before that? So we have a European Championships in June, which now is also acting as a World Cup qualifier. So they've combined it Um so that's kind of a bit of added pressure, but it's also a great preparation tournament in the lead up to the Olympics because, you know, within Europe, you have um, something like six of the top 10 teams in the world. Um, it's an incredibly competitive tournament anyway. So it's going to be a great, a great test for us ahead of the Olympics. And how is training going for you guys? Because you know, we've seen COVID has put stops to elite training starts. Then, you know, one elite training team can go and others can't. Like, how has it been for you guys over the last few months? At the beginning of lockdown, around this time, it was hard. It was just hard because 
kind of gotten to this point where we were a few months out from the Olympics. We'd come through tough training, matches were coming up, selections were coming up, um, and it was just kind of go time. And then it all got pulled. So very quickly, we kind of had to to regroup and try and reorganize your life for another year as well, because obviously we're not full-time athletes. Um, so there were lots of kind of things, stresses and other things floating around. And then just training remotely. We were training remotely for a couple of months with just home gym programs, running programs. And I suppose when you're used to to running with other people shouting at you, doing it by yourself can be can be tough. So I have a lot of respect for individual athletes. It takes a lot of motivation. So um yeah, it was it was just great to be back on the pitch sort of at the end of the summer. It was it was August, September by the time we got back together um properly. So that was it's been great since then and we've been smooth. We haven't had any issues um COVID wise, you know, it's been it's been very good um so far. So yeah, we're very lucky to be back training. You kind of forget that some athletes are not full time, you know what I mean? So there could be people on the team who've been furloughed or have been let go or are homeschooling. Like you kind of, you just look at athletes and think this is their full time job. But obviously you guys have other worries going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, people had kind of taken time out and then it was a difficult period to try and, and rejoin um, or, or, you know, everything was kind of taking a turn. So it was, it was quite stressful. And then, you know, people had, um, girls were studying, they're in college. So they'd kind of postponed exams, those kind of things. Um, so it was just a bit of a mess, but you know, we can't complain. We weren't in the worst situation in the world either. So once the dust settled and we got our heads around another, another year of training and working or studying, whatever it was, you know, it, it, it was a no brainer. Nobody was going to you know, complain too much about it, but it just took a while, I suppose. Yeah, like I saw people yesterday giving out on Twitter about the GA being allowed to come back before other things. And I'm just, for me personally, because I like watching sport, I don't really care if the teams, if you guys are training, that doesn't bother me because the the effect of that is that I get to watch new sports, get to watch new games and stuff, which is given, we saw last year when Cavan, you know, won in the, the joy that brought to the whole country because they're like, this is a big deal. So sports, well, we not, might not be able to go and sit there in the grounds and watch you. At least we can watch you at home and have some joy from that. Yeah, no, it's I, I, like, I'm sure it's frustrating for so many people. There's, you know, you, you're not going to find one person that's not frustrated by something or affected by something. Um, and that's what you kind of have to keep in mind. You know, it's just keeping the perspective on the whole situation. You know, we're not in the worst situation, but we're, we're in an okay situation. Um, you know, we're very privileged to be allowed to go back training, but at the same time, we've been training towards an Olympics for the last 10, 12 years. So there's kind of pros and cons. And as you said, you know, even if it's not all together at once, at least it's, you know, some live sport to be able to watch or that kind of thing. I know people are shouting about the golf and everything else. Hopefully that can come back. Uh, golf. people are insane about golf I'm like I don't care about golf I'm just like really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly but you know I think we're we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel now at least I think we're through the worst of it so that's what we have to keep in mind that you know hopefully we're turned, we've turned a corner now and things will start opening up gradually and of course for you guys the other side of it is that you have been training as you said for so long for the Olympics and then when you qualify you can't bring your 
like family and it's not going to be a big Irish crowd because there's not going to be foreign fans there, which is really hard because if you do as well as you guys did in London, you can't, you don't won't have the same people there cheering you on, you know? I know it's, oh, it is disappointing for them. Um, you know, they've been along on our journey for as much as we have, you know, they've been through the the lower, the low tough times. Um, mm-hmm. There was this really exciting event for them to come to and experience as well. So that is disappointing for them. But, you know, for, for us as a squad, we're just so grateful that we're like compete and competing is the main thing for us. So, um, you know, we're well used to be at our hockey at our hockey. It's not going to change too many things. Uh, that was just a recent, a recent change that there's been people at it. So we'll, we'll be fine, but, um, you know, hopefully they can, they can watch at home and, and it'll be broadcasted and they'll be able to, to, yeah, celebrate hopefully something special. And from what I, I heard is this is probably, I suppose, being back playing for you personally is probably an amazing thing. I know you had quite, you had some problems with your health, with your heart, which is terrifying for somebody so young. Yeah, it was, um, it was around this time last year or February. So last year, um, uh, I, I just had um, palpitations and that kind of thing, but they were kind of getting a bit worse and um for longer periods of time as well. So it was kind of uh, keeping me out of training and, and fatiguing and that, that kind of thing. So I think with the conditions and the, the weather conditions for Tokyo, uh, it was just going to be quite intense and stressful. So um, I was advised to get a, a small procedure done. Um, so I was literally just after my four week recovery period and then COVID hit, everything got postponed and pulled so <laughs> oh sitting on the couch <laughs> you're like I've just been lying down for four weeks and now you're telling me that I have to do this for longer yeah exactly exactly so but then on the, on the flip side it's given me an extra an extra couple of months to to fully recover and get back because it was quite a, a tight time schedule I suppose and how do you feel now do you feel much better you know because heart palpitations are scary that's like I only know them from when you've drank like Red Bull and suddenly you're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's it's really uncomfortable. Um, and certainly, you know, I, I had one or two for like sort of 45 minutes, those kind of things. And it was just really debilitating. So I've I've touched wood. I've been so far so good. Um, I feel great. And uh, yeah, it's 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 worked a charm. So I'm delighted to be um, to have been able to get it to get it fixed and be back training away. Well, it's, I suppose in a way it came in at the right time with the COVID thing, because if it happened now, let's say after a year of COVID and then you were going back to training to get ready for the Olympics, you'd be just gutted to think that you might have to take more time off. Yeah, absolutely. And as well, so many, you know, elective surgeries or those kind of things got pulled and there would be no guarantee that I'd be able to get it done now. Cause I'm just not, it wouldn't have been a high priority. So I really was very lucky um, that I got in when I did and I got seen to when I did. So, um, yeah, let's just focus on the positive side of it, I suppose. Yeah, at least when you were in, people could visit you in hospital and it wasn't a case of masks all over the place. Exactly. Yeah. And bring me bags of chocolate and things like that. I was allowed to word on, so... And so um, now the road is to the World Championships, or the Championships, sorry, qualifiers. That's in June. Is this an intense time for you now between now and then? 
yeah, a really, really intense period um, of training. And I think probably will be for another another couple of weeks. We're hoping to get a few matches between now and June, but it's obviously unconfirmed and it's difficult to get uh, concrete plans in place. But that's that's the hope because uh, you'd like to get a bit more practice. You know, mm-hmm. we've never had so few matches in the last 12 months. So, um, yeah, they're so they're so crucial to our preparation. Um, hopefully we can get a few more in, but it's been all go. And then, you know, selections and those kind of things come up and they're, they're hard to deal with as well. So uh, it's going to be a tough few months, definitely. And you working a full-time job as well at the same time? Yeah, well, well I've been part-time. I've been Wednesday to Friday uh, for the last couple of months. Thankfully, um, Mazars are very, very understanding and, and allowed me to sort of work half the week and train half the week. So that's been amazing to have just, just as uh, you know, you, you always want to keep progressing your life and not just have it on hold, but um, yeah, being able to do that and tick off an exam or two on the way as well has been, has been fantastic. So it's kind of getting to the point now though, that we have to go full time with this. So I'll be taking a step back from work um, for the next few months. Yeah. Because you kind of really have to, to give yourself two or three months where it's your only focus and you can't be kind of niggling work things in the back of your head. Exactly. Yeah. You don't, you don't want either to compromise the other, you know, um, you don't want the quality in your work to go down or, you know, you're trying to be, to be compromised and as well, recovery and all those things. I'm getting older now, so I need to, to make sure the body stays healthy. Um, so everything is just has to be geared towards the Olympics. It's just too big a, priority in my life and it's been so many years uh coming that you know I don't want to regret anything how much training would you do in a day in terms of like gym work or what do you do because I had to be dead after 45 minutes on a YouTube so I'm like how do you do it girls (laughs) yeah um well we'd normally so like Mondays and Tuesdays we train uh double days so we do two hours in the morning on the pitch and then two hours after pitch and then Tuesday morning would be an hour and a half in the gym and then two hours on the pitch that afternoon that kind of thing so it's just a lot of eating and a lot of uh, (laughs) they're they're the two main two main things but yeah it's 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 tough it is tough it's a tough schedule but you know we're working towards something that's so exciting so motivation is really high and as well when you're have a group that are, you know, a good group and you get on with and it's a bit of fun. It kind of gets you through the tough, the tough training sessions as well. Yeah. And like after an an added year onto the Olympic weight, this is something that you're gearing for. And you know, you can celebrate or ease off on the training afterwards and stuff. So I suppose in a way, a lot of us would like something to focus on to a goal to work towards because we're bored and stuff like that. So at least this way you have that. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it is good to have a, a target or, or or that kind of thing. And you know, I, I definitely think in in August we'll be hopefully celebrating something. Uh, but yeah, you won't have to tell us twice to be <laughs> taking some time off and enjoying ourselves. But uh, yeah, for right now, you know, we are extremely lucky to be in our position, and we have this huge opportunity to go to an Olympic Games and potentially with a medal so it's not hard to to get out there and get training yeah and plus none of your friends are out in beer gardens or doing anything anyway so you've no FOMO <laughs> no that really does help it really does 
There's, we're not missing too much out on, on other things. So uh, yeah, that, that does help because normally we are, we're missing out on everything. Yeah, you're like festivals, concerts, yeah. weddings, and you're like, oh, but this time you're like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> My family are actually resenting me because I'm allowed to leave the house and leave the 5K and go to training. So uh, it's actually had the opposite effect, yeah. <laughs> oh, listen, holy fingers crossed. We'll get an L medal coming back. That would be amazing. <laughs> Plus, I'm just looking forward to something new to watch in the summer. I'm like, oh, it's not on Netflix. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Amazon Prime and Netflix are really drying up there. <laughs> yeah, we've seen everything, guys. We need new. So <laughs> good luck to yourself and all the ladies and the team. We'll obviously be cheering you on. And yeah, not at all. Thank you for joining me. Chloe Watkins there and go and follow the girls on Instagram and Twitter and all that and see how they're getting on as they are playing a few uncapped games to kind of get some preparation for the qualifiers as she said there and of course for um, the Olympics if you if I haven't said it enough uh, there she was so lovely to talk to we only had a few minutes and that is why you may have noticed I've put up two episodes today because they're both quite short um, and normally get a bit longer but Chloe was flat out and obviously they were then heading away we found out just afterwards so um, totally understand I only had a few minutes of her time and if you have listened to this episode first the other episode is with Game of Thrones star Michael McElhatton so go and find out the crack what he was up to there by just pressing play on the next episode now I'm going to let you go because I promised a short little episode but thank you for adding Alison to my you know, ever-growing list and get me edging closer to 1,000. Maybe you will be that 1,000 listen. If you are, you're a superstar. I love you. You're a bleeding legend. Go on, good luck. Bye.